0: All right, welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, uh, Mr. Fourth Row, and uh, joining me on this episode, I have the uh, madman from the Badlands, Animal Sam. Animal Sam, how are you doing?
1: I'm not doing too bad today, Mr. Fourth Row, and the pleasure is all yours.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much. So, hey, first question out of the shoot. How did you uh, get introduced into this uh, wacky world of uh, professional wrestling?
1: Well, I guess uh, I always, uh, from the time I first seen it, when I was about five years old, I was always interested in doing it. Um, when I got. Uh, long, I, I guess I'll make this pretty quick. As far as this answer, uh, I, I had a uncle whose next door neighbor was Ken Patera. He, uh, introduced me to Mr. Patera. He was running the AWA in Minneapolis at the time with Sheik Adnan Al Casey. And, uh, I was introduced to him and started training with him and that's how I got in.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm going <laughs> to actually, uh, take a couple steps back. So five years old, you got, uh, started watching it. What
1: were you watching? Uh, I would have been uh, back in the '80s, so I was watching the WWF. I was watching Hulk Hogan. I was watching Jake the Snake, Robert Tricky the Dragon, Steamboat. Uh, I didn't get to watch uh, WCW very much. We didn't get that station. This is back in the day before streaming media or cable television. Uh, we actually we lived out in the middle of nowhere. We had a antenna on top of an old uh, windmill. And we had to get three, we only got three stations in. So we didn't have a whole lot of choices for wrestling, but I was definitely a WWF guy. We got Saturday night's main event once every four or six weeks whenever it came on, and that's what we lived off of for wrestling.
0: Okay. And those names that you uh, mentioned, uh, Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake, uh, were those
1: your favorites? Uh, There were definitely some of them, uh, especially early on, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So you, you really liked the, uh, like the over top of the, the over top of the characters.
1: Uh, yeah, that's what, that's what got me hooked at first for certain.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And then, so, uh, so you got really fascinated and by just by, uh, great circumstance, uh guy introduced to
1: Ken Pantera.
0: I mean, how, I mean, what was that meeting him like for the first time?
1: Uh, Ken Pantera is, uh, he's, he's one of a kind. I mean, he's, uh, Uh, He's a next-level athlete type. Uh, You know, he went from being a standout high school and collegiate athlete to being one of the world's strongest men. That is until Mark Henry came Mm along. But before Mark Henry, Ken Patera held pretty much every single weightlifting record there was in this country. Uh, I believe I might be wrong on the year here, but I'm going to say – Back in 76, I believe, he won three gold medals at the Pan Am Games. Uh, so, I mean, he was a, a next-level athlete. Not to mention, he was Vince McMahon Sr.'s top heel for several years in the WWF before Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the man we know as the boss of the WWE, before he took over. Right,
0: right, yeah. And so, um, so I mean, did that just really, just uh, meeting him, to just light your fire to get into the business?
1: Well, it, it, it showed me that I had an opportunity to get in. Okay. Um, at the time, actually, me and uh, my, one of my older brothers uh, tried out at the same time at at Patera's uh, gym that he had. Well, it really wasn't much of a gym. It was uh, just a storage space in Stillwater, Minnesota, and uh, I mean, they had a ring in it and uh, a bunch of guys eager and hungry to get into the business, but. We tried out together. We actually both got accepted to school. Uh, he didn't stick around, and I did.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so uh, so um, you, you said you only got the three. I was going to step, step back. So the three, what, what uh, area of the country did you uh, grow up in at?
1: I sessions? actually am originally from the northwestern part of South Dakota. Okay. So I'm originally from, I always like, I've always considered it to be the great plains of the abyss because there ain't nothing out there. There's oh. no people out there and there's nothing to do out there.
0: Oh, I, I see. Okay. I was, I
1: was curious cause but, um, my,
0: my relatives are from the, um, like the Roscoe Igloo area. So is it close by?
1: Uh, Roscoe, South Dakota. It, I know where it's at. It's not too far. Okay. Of course, everything out there. You know, I mean, everything out there is long distances, so. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Awesome. Okay, I was but just, just kind of curious. In, I met Patera in, in Minneapolis, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like I say, my uncle lived out there. Uh, he was next door neighbors to him, and that's that's how I was able to meet him. Okay. I grew up, yeah. uh, went to high school in a small town in North Dakota. It's very, it's complete different world out there than what most people have ever been accustomed to. It's, uh, uh, I couldn't even, I couldn't even explain what that would be like for people out here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got, I gotcha. All right. So then, um, getting into the, the, the training, um, what were you, uh, thinking, uh, getting in, um, any, any concerns, uh, you know, trying to make sure you do the right things and, and, um excel and give a good impression
1: you know the the wonderful thing and i'm sure anybody that has trained under ken patera can attest to this one of the wonderful things about training under ken is you're so damn afraid to disappoint him and piss him <laughs> off You didn't you didn't mess up ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh ken had a he had a way about him it wasn't it wasn't okay i want you to try this so you're gonna do this now and you might think to yourself, "You're gonna do what?" And he usually had guys in there in the ring for him that were good enough. They, if you did, if you were too scared to do it, they they they'd have you do it. Oh,
0: I gotcha. <laughs> uh,
1: it was very old school style of wrestling. Uh, uh, not not by any means trying to trigger anybody, any of these young guys, but. Well, I'll tell you, 99% of the, the younger people out there now trying to get in the business mm-hmm. would have never made it through a single day of his training. Ah. Not on your life. <laughs> yeah, so... He's, so... Uh, very not PC either, you know <laughs> I mean? His, his training w- w- would not go over nowadays. He'd make uh, he Q Morris look like uh, a daycare center.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. So yeah. So what we've uh, what we've seen of uh, Hugh Morris on like the 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 tough enough and stuff like that it's uh, amped up even beyond that, huh? Oh,
1: oh yeah. I, honestly, I don't. From what I've seen of Hugh, I don't think he was all that rough. I mean, I it was definitely rough, but I don't think he was all that out of line myself. But you know, in comparison to what I got put through when I came in, it seemed it seemed uh, fairly adequate to me. Oh, okay. Uh, you know the, the, the business has changed a lot since then um back then you definitely really had to be able to take care of yourself in the ring they were all tough guys back then
0: right yeah there was it was a little more rough edgy edgier style the uh the 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 wrestling you know versus the the entertainment factor right yeah
1: Yeah. um... There, there are a lot more shooters involved and it. Just, it was just, uh, it was just a different way. Definitely. All right. Not, I I won't say it was better. It was just different. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. And well, and now, and now looking back at it where you are now, um, are you uh, grateful uh, that you had that experience?
1: Absolutely. I'm absolutely grateful for that experience. You know, the, the interesting thing about that is, and I'm going to flip this on you now okay. is even though I trained under Ken Patera and I learned all my basics and mastered my, you know mastered my basics under him, I never wrestled for him. Oh. I actually never wrestled until later I, uh, I went to school again at the Midwest Pro Wrestling Academy, and at that time that was uh, being ran by Eric Cannon. And okay. it was it was there that I actually made my first de- my had my debut match, and started my career in wrestling.
0: Oh, awesome! Okay, and um the the Midwest um, Pro that is now um that's being ran by uh, Eugene, right? Nick Nick Dinsmore.
1: Oh well, that's is, that's that... a whole different like that... what Nick Dinsmore is doing out there, which is awesome, by the way. Uh-huh. Like that's a whole different thing, though. Uh, okay, okay. And I don't know if Eric Cannon is helping him with that out there, but. This particular uh, product that I'm talking about, or this, it, it was really it was more of a, a school. Okay. It was a school first and foremost. Okay. Uh, but that was a completely different thing. He he was the head trainer for two other guys, Terry Klinger and Dan Shaftman. Uh, they were both former wrestlers to the sheriff Johnny Emerald and Shifty. And uh, they they were actually fairly big names on the indie scene in the Minnesota area back. Oh, would have been the late '90s, early 2000s.
0: Okay, all right. I was, I, I was just curious because I think that, that name was the is very similar, and I, I know I know Eric Cannon because he's come out to uh, Colorado quite a few times to, to oh, yeah. wrestle. So yeah, and I've seen him multiple, yeah, multiple times. Yeah, awesome. You ever get very, a...
1: very well traveled very, very good, very talented wrestler. Absolutely.
0: And have you been in the ring with him?
1: Oh yeah, I've wrest- Actually, I'm one of his few students that uh, he's never defeated. Oh, I've wrestled him. I believe, I believe I've wrestled him three times, and he's never beat me. Oh. I've always been able to sneak one out on him somehow. Oh shoot! But, <laughs> but, uh, but very good wrestler, and uh, you know, one one of the absolute best out of Minnesota ever.
0: Oh, yeah definitely yeah I mean I, I I definitely enjoy his work as well as yours of course uh, well, thank <laughs> uh, um, so uh so uh, going from the, the the training and and stuff like that uh, uh I would assume then you would your first one of your next steps would be getting your uh first match what was your uh first first match like who was it with uh, what were you thinking what was go leading up to it
1: uh you know what I had uh, done a lot of performance stuff early on in my life as a kid, like through choir, uh, singing in church, believe it or not. Um, And not just singing in church, but, you know, like in front of the, in front of, you know, everybody in in front of the whole, all the people. (laughs) Uh, I did that kind of stuff quite a bit. I was in plays and stuff in school. So I I wasn't so nervous uh, for going out and performing, but, you know, I was just I was worried that I was going to forget what I was supposed to do out there. Mm. You know, um, and I did well, but my first match also ended in my first injury. It was uh, uh, the person I was wrestling. His name was El Viejo. He was a mass wrestler, a uh, local wrestler at the academy there at Midwest Pro Wrestling Academy. Um, but yeah, I took a, a pretty uh, nasty gordita crunch in the middle of the ring and suffered some whiplash and ran around with a stiff neck the whole next week and worked on it and was able to wrestle again the following week. So. Oh, okay. But uh, sure, I certainly earn, earned some, uh, paid some dues in my first match
0: I see, I see uh, yeah, so uh, was it a little worrisome? So, oh shoot, I went through all this training And my first match, I get a little bit of a, um, you know A little bit of a, a, a boo-boo, I guess you could say So
1: there, You know, there, there were some flittering thoughts of, you know Like, oh, you know, is this, yeah. do I really want to do this? Is this, you know, I mean, I know I've been training and that hurts but, like, this was, you know, my first match. And, yeah, you know, I thought about that a little bit. But more than anything, like, even though it hurt and it was, uh, you know, a pain because I, you know, I had a nine to five job. Uh, I worked in all of America and, you know, sales, uh, retail sales. And so I had to deal with people all day and I was in constant pain. And, But, you know, honestly, it made me feel alive and it just wanted me, it made me want it, make, it made me want it even more. Ah. Uh, you know, so. I'd be at work and I I was rolling my neck around and stretching it. And, you know, uh, at that particular facility, we ran a a show every Sunday. So I wanted to make sure that if if my name got put on the card the next Sunday, that I was ready to go. I sure as heck, you know, my first, my second opportunity to wrestle, I didn't want to say, oh, I'm injured. You know, there's no no way I'm going to get ahead if I'm injured the, the second time they want me to wrestle. Right. you know, so, but I was ready. I got my neck stretched out and, uh, I had a match next week. I think, uh, boy, that's, that's been oh, quite a while ago. I was, my debut was in 2004, of Oh four. I believe my second match though was against the punisher, Rob James. And, uh, it was another good match. I got my butt kicked, but I loved it. You know, it was good experience. He's a heck of a good wrestler, you know, uh, but yeah, and uh, after that, I was steady running. I became one of the top bad guys in the uh, in the, the little in the school that I went to. You know, in that company, I became one of the top bad guys immediately. Awesome. So,
0: uh, so you're uh, just uh, getting uh, reaching about the um, sixteen year mark. Then you, you said, right, getting getting close to that. I am,
1: yeah. Awesome. That's right. That's coming up.
0: Wow. Uh, uh, <laughs> what kind of uh, what kind of uh, changes have you seen? Uh, from when you started to, to now?
1: Well, you know, like when I first started training with Patera, it was, you know, it was changing the, the old school style, really old school style was really, that was kind of the last breath of it, I feel,
0: mm. anyways.
1: You know, so I've, I've seen a lot of different changes go on throughout the years. I've seen, you know, I mean, it's it's crazy, really uh cuz it's about every 4 or 5 years the trends in wrestling seem to change what what certain fans are looking for and uh what what the artists or the wrestlers out there are are wanting to to give you know as well ah i see but uh you know uh and then of course it differs with every audience with every product and and every uh every part of the country because I've worked, you know, a few diff- quite a few different places around the country. And every part of the country seems like the people there are looking for something a little bit different too, you know. Yeah, so, I got you. So, um, you know, trend, the trends, uh, they, although they do go mainstream with, you know, like on, on WWE and on the bigger promotions that are televised and whatnot. It's still you get to your, your different areas and they have their certain things that they want to see, you know.
0: Awesome. Uh, so then, um, so, so like going from like the, uh, you know, the old school brawling to like the chain wrestling to the, you know, quote unquote flippy shit that we've got yeah. going on now. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, one thing I will say though. Yeah. Is the mark, the name on the marquee is wrestling. Yeah. And fans everywhere. And I, I can attest to this cause I always go back. I always fall back on it. Fans always respond to wrestling. if when they see a good wrestler in the ring and I'm not claiming that I'm like the best technical wrestler, but because of the training I've had, both with the old school training from Ken Patera and Sheik Adnan and the old school training I had with Eddie Sharkey and the old, and, and then the newer, uh, uh, faster pace style, uh, quicker chain wrestling style of like Eric Cannon. Because I have that wrestling background, I'm able to adapt for any crowd. Because you can always throw, you can always tie the wrestling into it. Because that's ultimately what they're there to see.
0: Right, and that, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you: Have you, do you feel like you get, you've got now a good um, experience of the whole gamut of, uh, of of everything that could possibly be considered wrestling? <laughs> like
1: I think said. I have a, I think I, yeah, I think I have a, a pretty good feel for the the general scope, you know, the whole scope of it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, with the, my evolution as a, as a performer and, and uh, you know, my art that I choose to put out, through my evolution of that, I've found that... Uh, I'm sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second. Uh, but I, I've just found that through that, you can always go back to... The basics, the the simple stories, the uh, wrestling. You can go back to the basic, the basic psychologies, and uh, you can always keep the fans engaged.
0: Right. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. That's awesome. All right. So then, uh, how did uh, we uh, get you uh, into uh, Colorado?
1: Well, that's kind of a funny story, actually. Uh, boy, let me think. It was several years ago. I uh, I have family that lives in the Denver area. Um, several years ago, I came for a visit. Uh, I had needed to get some extensive dental work done. Uh, my family that lives here happens to work in a dental office, and I was going to be able to get their family discount. So I came for that. And at the same time, when I was planning that weekend trip, I saw an advertisement—or not—not an ad, just of. Uh, Someone had posted on Facebook that uh, Primo's in Denver was looking to fill a couple of spots. They needed, uh, they had a couple of Canadian wrestlers cancel on them or they weren't able to make it down across the border, whatever their case might, might've been. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. Uh, but they needed a couple of wrestlers to fill in. So I, I hit them up and they said, yeah, they needed someone to represent team Canada. And I was like, well, not exactly from Canada, but I'm the Madman from the Badlands, and there are Badlands everywhere, including Canada. Yeah. So maybe I'm just from the Badlands in Canada this time. But I came down. Uh, it was uh, actually I, I believe it was a it was a combination show with Primos and with Hugo's Lucha Libre, and I was part of Team Canada, and my partners were was uh, Crash and Eric Angel, and we were Team Canada. And we wrestled against uh, the Primo's team. I'm not sure exactly who all was on there, but I know uh, Joey Terrifying, or I Am The Provider that he's known as now. Mm -hmm. They were part of that, and they're three different luchadors. I'm not, I don't remember who they were several years ago. uh, Lots of parties and lots of bottles of booze ago. But um, (laughs) I I came out, I I worked the match with them. I'm pretty sure we lost the match, but I had a great time. Uh, made some really good friends in the locker room. Certainly Eric Angel and Crash. Um, I brought uh, Eric and, and uh, Elias out for a, uh, a show that I was promoting out in North Dakota. It was uh, a Castle Seed show. It was literally a pro wrestling show in a castle. And uh, in the middle of North Dakota, believe it or not. Oh, wow. But they came out and did that. And we just kind of formed a certain bond or friendship. And I, I kept trying to get back to Colorado to wrestle, but it just never really worked out. I, I had been talking to, to, you know, uh, Primo's quite a bit about it. And, uh, eventually it, it worked out it was several years later, but you know, a year and a half ago, I started coming to Primo's and wrestling for them on a regular basis every month. Um, that kind of helped me get my name out there here in Colorado, I guess, at least to get started. So I definitely have to give a big shout out to Primo's for giving animal Sam a chance in Colorado. All right. So yeah, thank that... you Primo's. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then you've, uh, you've even, uh, been able to, from there, uh, take that and, uh, branch out into, uh, quite a few of the other, uh, promotions here in the area.
1: No, yes. Yeah, I actually, uh, Just recently, uh, I was the CSW, Colorado Springs Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. I held that for a couple of months. Uh, And I am a regular wrestler for Colorado Springs Wrestling. So it's a very good company, very solid company. Puts on very good, consistently good shows. Uh, I'm also currently the RCW, that's Redemption Championship Wrestling. I'm the RCW Ultimate Champion. Oh, okay. So that's another company here in Colorado, a Southern Colorado company. Um, I've uh, through my experience at Primos as well. I was able to get noticed by Bad Boys of Wrestling, which is, uh, you know, I, I believe they're based out of Texas, um, but they cover they cover quite a, a wide area across the South and even some in the North, in the Northwest even. Uh, but, uh, last, that, that afforded me last winter to go on a monster truck tour, uh, with them. So we had wrestling and monster trucks together. It was, uh, one of the most amazing experiences I think a, a person could ever have.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, that, yeah, that bad boys are wrestling is, uh, definitely a, uh, a, a
1: different, uh, environment, isn't it? <laughs> it? It sure is. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, just a wonderful example of how different wrestling can be, you know, how it's always the same thing, but yet it can be so different at the same time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well then, um, so along that same lines, um, uh, so far in your, uh, career, um, what have been some of those, uh, really, uh, moments that stick out in your mind that go, you go to yourself and think to yourself, God, I can't believe I got to do that or I got to experience that
1: that that's would certainly be on the top of my list. The monster truck tour, you know, I mean, ha, you know, being on a show with Bigfoot, like it doesn't, I mean, that's Hulk Hogan. It doesn't get bigger than Bigfoot when it, when it's monster when it comes to monster trucks or right. motorsports period, you know I mean? And can't deny the fact that motorsports are huge, you know I mean? They're a huge deal in our country. Uh, you know, and uh, so that's definitely on, on the top. The, one particular show, uh, I was in a crow's nest. Uh, you know, we were done We were done with the wrestling for the night. I got in change. We were sitting in the crow's nest with the announcer, uh, the guy, you know, running the PA. And uh, Bigfoot got uh, a little anxious or whatever and hit a jump pretty hard and just barely stopped shy of running into the crow's nest. And I was thinking, as this this truck is coming at us, and I'm looking, you know, like pretty much at the headlights of this truck sitting in this crow's nest. I'm like, wow, I think I'm about to die at the hands of Bigfoot. (laughs) You know, at the same time, I'm like, I can't think of much better way to go either. (laughs) Yeah, that would be that would be heck of a story. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, a lot of famous people have died much more embarrassing ways. Than getting ran over by Bigfoot. Yeah, (laughs) I think I can handle that.
0: (laughs) That's uh, that's great. That's fantastic. All right. Well, okay. Well, then, what about um, what about like the the future? Um, What uh, what uh, you uh, have your eye on that you uh, still would like to go do?
1: Well, you know, I got uh, a lot of a lot of irons in the fire right now. Um, I'm working on working with some guys, some new guys down in Southern Colorado here. Uh, We have a little group called Pro, Uh, just a ragtag bunch of guys that are trying to get in the ring, work out as much as we can, trying to hone our craft. Um, So I'm looking looking forward to the future of that. Uh, CSW has expressed a lot of interest in keeping me around. Uh, You know, the fans have certainly responded to me. Front office uh, certainly is happy with the work I've done for and with them. Uh, so I'm looking forward to things that as far as companies, um, there's a big seminar and tryout coming up this weekend uh, in, in Denver. And I'm going to that Al Snow and D'Lo Brown, two guys that I've certainly looked up to my entire career or since even before I got into Al Snow is one of my inspirations for wanting to get into wrestling. So it's, uh, I've never done a seminar before. Uh, I was advised early in my career that they're generally not the best thing for most people. Um, and I've never really, uh, I've had opportunities at tryouts before, but I've never, something's always just gone haywire and I haven't been able to make it. So definitely looking forward to, uh, this weekend for the El Snow and D O Brown seminar.
0: Oh, okay, awesome. Well, um, now I have, uh, of course, uh, been able to, I've never been in a, a seminar because I'm a, more of a uh, personality, you know, behind the scenes kind of person, you know, on this side of the ropes, but I've been able, fortunate enough to talk to Al Snow a few times, and uh, I don't know if you ever have yet or not, but he has got a great mind for the business, hence he would not be the owner of OBW, you know?
1: Right, yeah, Al is one of the most brilliant minds in the business ever. Absolutely, yeah, and one of the I'll probably get some guys might give me shit for saying it, but I don't, I don't care. He's one of the best workers I've ever seen. I mean, literally, I have not met the guy. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, he's one of the guys that's on my dream list of, of wrestlers to be able to wrestle in the ring with, either as a partner or you know as an opponent. Uh, he's like you said, he's definitely got one of the best minds for the business ever um in and out you know and i haven't met him but it seems to me from everyone i've talked to he seems genuinely like a, a very good person
0: yeah i mean and that's know,
1: awesome i'm yeah, not yeah, in the business <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah and um yeah to kind of piggyback also what i said you know he's been able to give me advice just on what i do here with all the podcasts and stuff like that so it's definitely like i said he's got he's, he's it's amazing just to just sit and to soak you know what he has to say in so that's yeah. awesome yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. So I was going to ask you. So you um have uh, started up uh, too. You you mentioned it, but let's uh, go ahead and go right back to it. The uh, Soco Pro um uh training uh group. Uh, how how what was the inspiration to get that uh, get that started?
1: I'm sorry. What was the question again? I I, I didn't hear you Uh.
0: So the Soco uh, Pro uh, training uh, that you that you started up. What was the inspiration of uh, getting that going?
1: You know. Well, here's the thing. I own a wrestling ring and I like to get in the ring and work out. And it's really hard to work out by yourself in a ring and really be very productive. You can only do so much stuff in the ring by yourself. And there's a bunch of guys down here in Southern Colorado that are eager and hungry to get in the ring. Um, There's another school down here, uh, but they are limited as to what they're able to do in their ring. So I thought, well, why not? that my ring up and we can get in there we can work what what they can't do there we can do here mm. and it gives me an opportunity to get in the ring and, and work out with some of these new guys maybe impart a little bit of the knowledge that's been passed on to me onto them and you never know i might learn something myself i certainly have already you know i mean it's amazing uh you take different flavors of ice cream put them together and you can come out with something completely unique
0: yeah uh- what 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 is it that uh, that you're passionate about uh, trying to uh, pass on to uh, the, the uh, people that you're doing here uh, with the the training group?
1: You know, I think wrestling, the pro wrestling, I, I feel like it's an art and it's a fine art, and I feel like a lot of it is being lost and. I'm gonna get heat for this, and I don't care, but there's too much cosplay in wrestling. Wrestling is not dress up play fighting. it's a real sport. The only thing that isn't real in it is the outcome of the match. Everything in there is real. You ask anybody that's been in the ring with me and they'll tell you they were in a real match uh, there's. There's uh, something very unique about the art of pro wrestling. You can take wrestling and you can compare it to a lot of different things. And there, wrestling is like a lot of things. It's in a lot of ways like ballet. It's like a good drama. It's like, you know, it's like so many things in art. But at the same time, there's nothing that's like wrestling. There's nothing like it. It's not a place for people to pretend to be tough because the people that are in it that are really good at it and really care about it, they are tough. And if they aren't, when they get into it, they make themselves that way. Hmm. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be treated like a pe- like a piece of trash. Like a lot of people do. It shouldn't. Not everybody should be able to be a wrestler because not everybody can be a wrestler. There's a place in the wrestling business for everybody, but it's not necessarily in the ring. And that's what drives me. And, And it's not that I have a point. I feel I need to prove it's not up to me who gets to be a wrestler and who doesn't get to be, but what I can do is I can take the people who think they have what it takes or want to have what it takes. And show them what I know about what it takes to do it. Ah. To show them and to pass on to my, pa- my passion back onto them and to help them get better so that they can be the wrestler that they see themselves being. And if not, maybe they'll realize that it's not for them and make way for somebody that it is for does okay. that make
0: sense yeah it makes perfect sense and i i love the way that you think about that that's 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 awesome i mean I, I, that's great so i mean that uh so that that sounds like that definitely sums up uh why you got this uh uh this uh training uh, group all together so that's that's fantastic it's it's it.
1: definitely not about money i'll tell you that much because i <laughs> don't i don't i only, I, I only charge twenty dollars a session that money goes all pretty much all back into the ring, trying to keep the ring fixed up, mm-hmm. trying to put uh, money together. We're know, right now. We're we're training outside, so we're at the mercy of mother nature. If if uh, weather doesn't want to cooperate with us, we're not getting in the ring. Right. You know. So we we're trying to find a, a building to get set up in. I I honestly want to have. I want it to be rough. I don't want some fancy looking schmoozy looking training facility. All we need is a place for our ring that we can train and that we can hone our craft. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, doesn't need to be all these bells and whistles. You know, it's, it's about the wrestling. It's about being able to put on the best performance in front of the crowd within the confines of that ring that one can. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I could go on about this all day. (laughs) You you can tell I'm very passionate about it.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I I definitely hear that. Uh, I definitely feel that. That's, that's awesome. All right. Well, so, um, uh, in, uh, in your, in your group there, um, are are there any, uh, people, any, uh, wrestlers that we should, uh, maybe, uh, keep an eye out for the future, uh, here in the the area? there's
1: a few guys that, there's a few guys that come and work out with us when they can, that, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Jay Zilla comes and works out with us fairly regularly. Um, Big Guns Justin Andrews has actually has stepped in as as uh, an assistant or a co-trainer with me. So you know, whenever we can get Guns to come, which is fairly fairly often actually, uh, I I step away and let him take charge of, of training for the day. Uh, so he's been part of uh, of helping try to make this happen. Uh, Daisy certainly has been a big help and a big part of it. Um, we have Slick is coming to work out with us regularly. I don't know if you're aware of Sergeant Slick from Southern Colorado. I think he's wrestled in Denver a few times. You you may have seen him on CSW shows as well. Yes. Um, but and then we, we have uh, a couple young guys coming up to a couple new guys that are showing some pretty good promise. We got uh, Nick and Damon. Um, there are two. There are two uh, greenhorns. Um, Nick, especially. I think Damon has had some training previously, but Nick is completely fresh. He's going to be the first. He'll be the first completely trained SOCO Pro trainee, um, and he's probably you can look for him to debut in probably next two or three months. Oh, awesome! Absolutely, yeah. That, that, so that's great. Trying to get things trying to get wrestling in Southern Colorado up to, up to par and hopefully, you know, uh, hopefully be able to help make the entire Colorado scene, a stronger wrestling scene.
0: Right. Okay. I, I get you. Awesome. That's, that's great. Okay. Uh, well, uh, what about, uh, what do you got, um, beyond that? Uh, what do you, uh, currently have, uh, going on? Where could, uh, uh, what matches do you, uh, uh, and stuff do you have uh, coming up in your schedule that uh, people should uh, look out for you?
1: On two weeks at CSW, at uh, the Corner Pocket and Fountain, I'm going to be wrestling Eric Angel. I believe this will be our third time wrestling. He is one of, I mean, as I mentioned before, he was my tag partner. My first ever match I had here in Colorado, Um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Eric. He's uh, definitely one of the best in Colorado, one of the best. Well, you know, him and Elias say it all the time. They're the best tag team west of Mississippi, and I'm not going to dispute that. (laughs) Uh, But this will be my third time wrestling him. The first time I beat him, the second time he beat me, and... I think, uh, I think I got to figure out how I'm going to be able to beat him, but it is, a, it is a number one contenders match for the CSW 719 title, which is a new title they introduced last month. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's a big match coming up. I wrestle every month at the New Era show, Mile High Comics. Um, I, I don't know what they got for me this next coming month, but I, I'm sure it'll be good. Um, I'm always ready for whatever they got, got to throw at me. It's another very good company. I've really enjoyed working for. Yeah, New Era Wrestling. It's a shout out to New Era.
0: (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, uh, um, Animal Sam, I do want to thank you for uh, coming on to uh, this episode of Wrestling with Altitude. But before I do let you go, uh, people wanted to uh, follow up with you on the uh, social medias. Uh, Where could they do that?
1: The best place to follow me on social media or SoCoPro is on Facebook. So it's the madman from the badlands, animal Sam on Facebook or so pro training group on Facebook.
0: Awesome. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, uh, once again, I do appreciate you coming on and, uh, I of course will be, uh, seeing you in the, the future.
1: You bet. Thanks for the time Artie, Mr. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 12th row, nosebleed cheat seats the pleasure was all yours (laughs) thank you
0: once again a big thank you to the madman from the badlands animal sam for coming on to this episode of the wrestling with altitude podcast and introducing himself to our listeners and uh get to talk to him about his uh wrestling career uh the different versions of a trainee he had uh, coming up in his wrestling career and now him uh, running the training group there in the southern Colorado area and uh, getting those uh, uh, trainees uh, prepped to get into the wrestling ring so it's a fantastic I love uh, hearing all these people's great stories and I hope you guys uh, do as well well as a time of this recording we uh, already put out an episode so no need to do the uh, review, so catch that on the previous episode. But let's uh, just once again refresh the uh, upcoming events that we have coming uh, up this uh, coming uh, week weekend. Uh, so on uh, Friday we have the Lucha Libre and Laughs. Uh, that's Showbiz Baby uh, at the Oriental Theater at 8 p.m. Uh, get your tickets at the Oriental Theater's website or Lucha Libre and Laughs website or their Facebook page, and you'll find your uh, link there to uh, purchase tickets. Uh, got some uh, great uh, people on the card. Uh, we got uh, uh, Dak Draper coming back in town, uh, as uh, well as uh, Heather Monroe uh, going to be taking on uh, Ali Gato for the Vacant uh, Women's Championship. Of course, Anaya is going to be in action, as well as uh, Colt Cabana. So that should be fun. I hope to see you guys there. And then uh, one thing that I did not mention, but uh, let's go ahead and mention it now since uh, Animal Sam uh, kind of brought that up. Uh, We do have the uh, scouting seminar with D'Lo Brown and Al Snow uh, hosted by uh, Rocky Mountain Pro and the uh, Rocky Mountain Pro uh, Wrestling Academy uh, at 6 p.m. on uh, Friday, January 3rd. Uh, up at the uh, fairgrounds, uh, Jefferson County Fairgrounds, I should say, at the uh, Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling Academy. Uh, and an update uh, just uh, to let all the ta- uh, talent that's attending, regardless of uh, what promotion you are affiliated with, you will be considered into entry uh, to uh, be on the uh, uh, card for the Rumble at the Loud House Saturday night at the Pepsi Center. So. Uh, Great opportunity for uh, all the talent in the area or close by to uh, be able to perform at a venue that only three wrestling companies have ever performed at. And that is the Pepsi Center. And those companies are, of course, WWE, WCW, and RMP. Uh, Then, of course, uh, also, too, on uh, Saturday at uh, 3 p.m., that uh, seminar is uh, continuing and the uh, cost, I believe, to that is um, uh, $75 and you uh, to attend that. So, a uh, great opportunity to uh, get uh, some uh, coaching and input and uh, learning from uh, two great wrestling talents, uh, D.Lo Brown and Al Snow. Okay, and then also on uh, Saturday. The fourth, that's the uh, previously mentioned uh, Rumble at the Loud House uh, after the Colorado Mammoth take on the Vancouver Warriors uh, lacrosse game. Uh, the wrestling will happen right after that, so it should be uh, fun. Uh, and, of course, this also uh, benefits the uh, Make-A-Wish uh, Foundation, so uh, that is going to be a fantastic event for everybody uh, uh, in attendance then on Sunday uh, once again uh, Primo's uh, Premier pro uh, wrestling is having their uh, Joey terrifying memorial show oh poor Joey uh, 715 uh, start time $12 tickets at the watering Bowl at 5411 Leedsdale Drive uh hope you guys all can attend that as well. you want to get uh, tickets, just uh, easy. If you want to get them in advance, uh, head over to the uh, wrestling.com or their uh, Facebook page as well. All right, so uh, let's once again uh, thank the uh, Trending Topics Network for hosting this show. And if you do like this show, subscribe to the feed and catch other great shows such as All Beer Inside, the Eurovision Showcase, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling Cheers. If you want to get in contact with the show, wrestlingwithaltitude.com is the website. Podcast at wrestlingwithaltitude.com is the email. Uh, do have a Facebook page and Twitter handle of WrestleAltitude. And once again, thank you very much for listening and having fun wrestling with Altitude.